Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adit. I'm a therapist, a mindset coach, and I want to partner with you so we can heal your life together. Hello, and welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host, Adit. I'm so glad you're here today. We're going to talk about fear and how to take action so that you don't stay stuck. I really am excited about this episode. I'm going to share with you some tips and some information on education about the brain and how it works in relationship to fear. Before we dive in, I want to thank you for tuning in from all over the world. I see you tuning in from every continent, so many countries. It's so great to see that these episodes are reaching you. And while I sit here uh, talking to a microphone and you're on the other end tuning in, one thing that I would love for you to be able to do is share this episode with a friend. You know, you can just send them a quick text with the link and let them know why you thought of them for this episode. We all could use more positive messages in the world, inspiring ones, empowering ones that really can motivate us, help us heal, help us grow, and help us to really take care of each other as we take care of ourselves along the way. So share this with a friend, a family member, and I hope that they too will feel inspired to make a change in their life that will better serve them and help them to feel fulfilled. Without further ado, let's dive in today's episode. So I want to talk about fear in the brain and what it does. When humans, you know, our primal first brain developed, sometimes referred to as the lizard brain, it was basically there to help us survive. That was it. Its main function was to help us survive. Any threat, any danger, it would go off and alert us to run away for our lives, seek safety, find food, and that's it, (laughs) and procreate, you know, it was all about survival of the human race, that's it. And as humans evolved and our thinking and rational, emotional brain developed, that began to give us who we are today and who we have been for a long time, the, you know, inventions that we create, the relationships that we develop, the emotional intelligence that we have, the ability to go within and have reflective thoughts about ourselves, about the world, and, you know, this place where we can rationalize and have this emotional intelligence and make decisions. It's all in the upper development of the brain. Now, those two brains are still connected, which means when you have a fear response, it literally activates that part of the brain, the lizard brain, so to speak, gets activated and it goes back to its primal function. The brain is wired 
for survival in that place. So its main function is to help you survive whatever the perceived threat is. Now, in most modern day world, we are not running away from a lion. And there's other threats then become bigger and feel like we're running away from a lion. So it could be your boss at work. It could be the threat of getting fired. It could be your spouse and getting into an argument. It can be financial problems, traffic. I mean, the problems and the stressors of this world are ever ending, never ending, (laughs) not ever ending. They never end, right? So It's constantly easy to stay in a place of fear because it's constantly being activated to survive. And it's trying to decipher between what is real threat and what is perceived threat. And and that sometimes can get, that line can get really blurry, really thin, really fast. So then everything becomes a crisis. Everything becomes scary. Everything becomes a, a problem. And that's not the case. So we need to slow down and really begin to think about what is the rational fear and what is irrational fear. So the difference there is things right in the world, there are some real rational fear. And so you're wanting that part of the brain to work. You want it to be activated so that you can make better choices, do a risk assessment, uh, especially you know when we think about the pandemic and depending where you are in the world and how risky it is to maybe go out or be in a public space, you're going to evaluate and that part of the brain might get activated. And at this point, a lot of us probably have a lot of decision fatigue from that place because we're exhausted after two years of even the simple things of like, do I go to this coffee shop or you know, do I get my food to go or do I dine in? You know, everyone's evaluating it at a different rate. And so even those simple things can become very exhausting and they can be rational, right? We have a rational fear and we make a decision from them. The irrational fears, we want to make sure that we also address those. So one irrational thought could be everyone's going to catch COVID-19 and everyone's going to die and the human race is just going to be gone forever as we know it. That's a irrational fear. So we really want to be mindful of where else this shows up in our day-to-day. Where's our rational fears and what are the irrational fears? When we think about taking action on a dream that we have, uh, maybe we want to make a career change and we want to update our resume, but we have this fear that I'm not going to be able to get another job. There's no way I'm going to land an interview. Nobody wants me. I'm going to just stay stuck in this place and that's going to be the end of me and I can't do anything about it, right? Fear gets us stuck. So the brain is wired to survive. So it's going to just keep you there because it's safe. It's comfortable. You have a steady paycheck. You have benefits, whatever the case may be. You know the system well and you can do your job good enough. And so you stay when you know it's time to go. And so it's time to activate your emotional, rational thinking brain in those times. When fear shows up and it wants you to freeze, it wants you to run away, or it wants you to fight back, and then you do something you regret. You know, it's one of those three. It usually is the case. When we have fear show up, we freeze, or we flee, or we fight. That's 
those three functions basically that come from that place when it's activated in our lizard brain. So for the rational emotional thinking brain, it should acknowledge that you're in a place of fear. So number one, acknowledge that there is something that you're afraid of. There's a fear that is existing. Now you need to acknowledge it and know that it's present. Know the trigger. What is triggering this fear? Is it my boss? Is it financials? Is it what is it? Is it my partner? Whatever the case may be, name it, acknowledge the fear, acknowledge the trigger. And then second, begin to utilize that emotional, rational thinking brain, your logical brain, your decision-making brain that can really decipher between a rational fear and an irrational fear and really begin to assess that and say, okay, what are the things that are irrational here? What is really actually not going to happen, but I'm worrying about it and I'm staying stuck and it's keeping me from taking action or I'm going to do something I regret? What is the irrational fears here? And then what are the rational fears? What are the things that I think that are possible um, that I want to also acknowledge? They might both exist or maybe just one exists. But either way, you make that assessment. Once you acknowledge the fear, the trigger, then make that assessment. What's rational? What's irrational? Then from there, decide what is one small action that you're willing to take, that you're able to really activate that part of your brain that knows it can do better, it can do different, it can make a change happen in the direction. Now, it's not all going to change overnight. So you need to, again, kind of bring yourself back to the process that nothing changes overnight. Now, if you want something to happen, you're going to have to take small baby steps. And that is okay. Fear keeps us stuck thinking, oh, it's too overwhelming. It's never going to happen. Why even bother? But when we begin to take small, actionable steps, then that begins to change. We build confidence. We begin to see that it is possible. Hope begins to light up. And then we slowly but surely get to the top of that staircase. And fear doesn't rule our life. So I want you to think about what is that fear in your life? What is the trigger? Acknowledge it. Talk to it. Assess what is rational, what is irrational. And then lastly, the the step that is most important after all of that is to take action. One small baby step. I don't care how tiny it is. Even if it means that you are talking to somebody about it, that can be your action step for now because you don't know what can come from that conversation that can inspire you, motivate you, and push you to the next step. You know, clarity comes in all these different ways. Even if the action is to go for a walk and think about what you've acknowledged, what the trigger is, and talk to yourself, you know, that is an action step. That's what I mean. Break it down so small that you can do it today, tomorrow at the latest. So focus on those steps to be able to really build a different relationship with fear because we all have it. Some of the most successful people are not fearful. They have fears. The difference is that they have conquered them, that they have acknowledged them and that they now have a different relationship so that when fear shows up, they have a system in place that really helps them, guide them to get through it so that they're not viewing everything as a crisis and that they can take action still with the fear that it doesn't 
rule them. It doesn't keep them stuck, that they're not fighting back and regretting their words or their actions, but they're really thinking. They're responding, not reacting. Fear will have you react. And when we're thinking about it clearly, focusing, then we are acting from a place of clarity, a place of emotional intelligence, and you have all of that already within you. That's why you have that developed brain. Use it. Don't let your lizard brain take over. And when it does, in moments it needs to, let it. Because there are also times when we need our survival brain to get activated. When we're crossing the street and we see a car coming and you jump out of the way or you push somebody out of the way before they get hit, we need it to work at that point because it has to be that quick, that precise to jump out of the way from danger. And so I don't want you to completely shut that place down in your brain. I want you to build a different relationship with it that knows the difference between when it's time to use it and when it's time to stop <laughs> and take action and see what changes can come into your life from that place. I trust this episode has been inspiring in some way to you. Take what worked, take what is standing out to you and apply it. Take action today and I want you to listen to this episode as many times as you need to get to that place. Share it with a friend. I want you to think of one friend, one family member to send this episode to, share it with them, and let them know why you're thinking of them for this episode to tune into it. And then share with each other. You know, begin to have that accountability partner in your healing journey, your transformation journey, your growth journey, whatever it is that you're calling it and resonating with you. At the end of the day, we're all trying to figure out this thing called life one day at a time. And I trust that this episode will hopefully get you a little bit closer to figuring out what is best for you and is serving you. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today's episode, and I will meet you back here next week. Until then, take good care, friend. Take good care of yourself. Take good care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to the Therapeutic Life Healing Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please take a moment right now and think of one friend you can share your biggest aha moment from this episode. And if you haven't already, please leave me a review. I read each and every single one of them. I know you're someone who values helping others. And by taking these actions, you help me help more people. And as a thank you, I would love to send you my free squirrel quiz to help you discover your unique life balance and boundaries. You can access this free quiz by going to aditsi.com and signing up. I hope you find the moments of peace throughout your week you so deserve. Be well, friend, and see you next Friday.